Hi, this is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. You're listening to another podcast episode. If you like the podcast and the episode, please write a review, share with a friend, or leave a comment. You can also visit my website at www.nikkiasherbowling.com or you can visit my YouTube channel. Thank you and enjoy a new episode from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. Hello everybody, this is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. And today I have Don Barclay on as a guest, and she has a new book that's going to be out in August by Roman and Littlefield. It's called Traveling Different Vacation Strategies for Parents of the Anxious, the Inflexible, and the Neurodiverse. And it's basically your travel Bible for those on the autism spectrum as well as those with mood attention disorders. So anyone who has a child with such issues or knows someone who could benefit from the advice contained in this book, plus there's tips, you know, for special needs. So anytime you need to take a travel, you got this book, you should be ready to go. So before we get started, I just want to remind everybody that if you're listening on a podcast, platform, please go to Apple iTunes and rate the podcast because that lets me know how well I'm doing. And I would like to get some reviews. (laughs) So now I'm bringing on Dawn and she has been a joy to talk to. So I'm so glad that she's able to come on and tell us about her new book. Hello, Dawn. Hey, how are (laughs) you? Good. I just want you to tell us about yourself and why you wrote this book. Seems so extremely specific? Well, yes and no, because what I found by writing it is that the special needs travel tips can help even neurotypical families. Anybody can benefit from the book. So I grew up in a travel family. I have my parents owned a large travel agency in Manhattan and Mm -hmm. I worked from them for, well, I traveled from age two and I worked for them starting at age 16 during the summers. And from working with them to, I went and worked for them for two long stints. In between that, I wrote for four major travel trade magazines as either a senior editor or a contributing editor. And I do oh. that up, up till today. I write for Insider Travel Report now. But when I had my children, I, I was one of those people who felt that no matter what happened in life, there'd be a book to help you out. And yeah. so when, when I got pregnant, it was like, ah, no problem. I'll just read a book. And what I didn't <laughs> know that there was no book for traveling with children who might be inflexible and anxious. And I I wasn't about to stop traveling just because I had kids who, you know, couldn't go into restaurants without screaming or couldn't go into (laughs) um, department stores without screaming. There was a lot of screaming. When there wasn't screaming, there was vomiting on me on airplanes right as we were taking off. So that was fun. Yeah, that was lots of fun. So I went to look for this book and it didn't exist. So I started writing it. This was in the early 2000s. I interviewed Dr. Tony Atwood, who's big in autism. I spoke to Dr. Ellen Lippman, who's big in ADHD. And then I kind of hit a wall Mm because I didn't know where else to go. 
And mm -hmm. it wasn't until a group called IBCCES, which is the International Board of Credentialing and Continuing Education Standards, mm -hmm. they created a designation called the Certified Autism Travel Professional. And then I knew exactly how I could write the book because I interviewed all those wonderful people who've been yeah. trained to help this population. And wow. many, of them, many of them are also special needs parents and they introduced me to their clients. Right. And there was so much more information out in 2019 than in 2000. Wow. Plus, I had this wonderful pandemic that kept me at home for two years. <laughs> so I had plenty of time to write it. And that's Thank how it you, world. <laughs> I'm so glad that you couldn't find a book and you're like, well, there's no book. I might as well write one, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you just got busy with it. So when you were interviewing these people, I mean, were they like, oh, my goodness, I'm so glad you're doing this. We need something like this. <laughs> I mean, what was their reaction? Yeah, I so many people, even people who had been trained to help people on the spectrum with their travel were happy that I was writing this book mm -hmm. because it was taking information not only from what they had studied because they're part of an organization that puts out the certified autism centers. Mm -hmm. uh, these are places that are certified to be trained to work with people on the spectrum, whether they're hotels or museums or theme parks. But I was also bringing in information from those other companies that certify and other mm -hmm. designations like autism friendly, though that varies depending on who you talk to. And so many different viewpoints. And so I feel that it's very helpful because I interviewed over 100 people for the book. And so if one strategy doesn't work for a particular type of travel, uh -huh. then another one might, because I always try to offer several. Oh, okay. So does the book deal in, you know, like generalizations or, or do you have like specific destinations in there? I would say it's about 85% strategies that can make any travel better for you and maybe 15% okay. specific destinations, whether they are hotels, theme parks, uh, resorts, yeah, museums. Right. right. Yeah. Cause I think it's not where you go. I don't, I think it's just your preparation before going is probably the big challenge. Yeah. You, you know? can never over prepare. I right. advise people three things, how to start small, mm -hmm. how to over-prepare, and the tip is you can't over-prepare, and then how to create a child-centric vacation that revolves around the child's interest and their pacing. Right, right. Did you come across any surprises when writing the book? Yeah, I think one of my biggest surprises was the fact that these tips can help anyone. Another yeah. surprise was that I covered a lot of sports vacations and kids that are on the spectrum do very well with individualized sports as opposed to team sports. And one of my biggest surprises was that scuba diving could be not only therapeutic, but it, it's really wonderful for kids on the spectrum, which I would have never suspected because I'm such a wow. coward. I would never <laughs> go. And I was like, you're going, I'm not. Um, but yeah, there were these, these sports vacations, whether it was equine therapy in a dude ranch or whether it was adaptive skiing or yeah. a company like a dive heart that specializes in uh, scuba for people on yeah. the spectrum wow. or even golf golf, which is something you can do all over. So these are things that families can do together, but it's especially good for kids yeah. on the spectrum. I would never have thought of scuba diving. Maybe they don't have that fear factor. But yeah, and I think that would be so cool that they could do that and still be able to experience the sea world. 
Yeah, well, that's very good for them. Because not only is the compression underwater very helpful, the compression of the suit is very helpful. Oh, my uh, God, having something yes. tight on your body. Yeah. And also when you're down in the water, not only do you not have noise or smells, but you also don't have interactions that might be awkward with people. Yeah. So it's nice and calming and quiet. And wow. It's very therapeutic. Yeah, because yeah, I, I know some of those sensories are triggers, you know, for kids that are on the spectrum. Yeah, it's a sensory issue. I mean, it's a, a sensory disorder. So it's crowds and noise and smells and um, mm -hmm. bright lights. And that's the sort yeah. of things that can trigger people. So uh, on what kind of attractions are, you know, best for neurodiverse children? Well, all sorts of attractions. That's the thing. There are more and more theme parks and water parks that are getting certified. There oh. are entire cities that are getting certified. So you have a city like Mesa, Arizona, where the tourist board goes and gets the certification and then gets everybody in on the act. So you get oh. restaurants and hotels and uh, different attractions. So anywhere you go in town, you don't have to worry that... Um, Wow. People aren't going to have been trained to work with you. So that's right. happening more and more. They've got that in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh, they're doing it in Billings, Montana. They're doing it in Visalia, California. More and more of these tourist sports are getting certified, which is wonderful. Yeah, um, that's amazing because, I mean, I know people don't want to be offensive, but sometimes they're just ignorant. They just don't know how to react or act you know, yeah. when they come around someone with special needs. And I think that's amazing that, you know, whole cities are taking on the challenge. Yeah. So. And you're fine. It, it, actually, the, the fear of being judged is something that keeps a lot of families on the spectrum from traveling. Oh, yeah. So it's wonderful that more and more places are getting certified and right. more and more theme parks and water parks, you've got Legoland and you've got SeaWorld and you've got mm -hmm. um, Six Flags. So many places are putting in accommodations for people mm -hmm. on the spectrum and with mood and attention disorders. So wow, the world's becoming that. a much more inclusive place. Yeah, I love that. So what were some of your favorite vacations that you've I mean, I know your kids were always screaming and vomiting, but, you know, <laughs> they, they had to have some. They were, they were always, you know, the vacations got better as they got older. And one of our yeah. favorite places to go is uh, Woodlock Pines, which is in the Poconos. And that's more because my husband and I are very, very competitive and they have lots of like game show type games all day that you're competing <laughs> with other families. I mean, my husband and I compete with each other all the time. So. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, it's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started.
we got to join forces and compete against other families. So that was cool. And also we love cruising. So we especially Uh love going on. Norwegian Cruise Lines has the Howl at the Moon, which are dueling pianos. And my husband's a very accomplished piano player. So we've become friends with a lot of the pianists on board. And they always call my husband up to play with them with the band the whole week. So that's always really fun for us, too. I love that. That's just so interesting. I mean, because I could just see you and your husband going at it with each other in these game shows. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They should have had you both on the newlyweds whenever that show was still on. (laughs) You know, when we're on ships, they always have that newlywed game and we always we always get picked because we do. He we both we met doing improv comedy. And he was with the touring company and I was a a student. And so we always know how to, you know, improvise and get on these shows. <laughs> we can be pretty funny when we try. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I'm sure your kids inherited some of that. <laughs> yeah, they inherited my sense of sarcasm and snark. No way. <laughs> I know my my boys got that too. And sometimes it comes to back to bite me in the butt. Because <laughs> yeah. they're, you know, adults now and they're they'll just say something that I've said to them so many times and I'm like, wait a minute, you can't say that to me. I'm your mom. <laughs> They're like, where do you think we got it from? <laughs> yeah. No, my, my kids know how to zing me. So, and I can always appreciate, <laughs> I always appreciate a good zing. So, yeah. So why don't families with ASD and other special needs travels? I mean, it's because they're afraid people are looking at them or. There's um, a, yeah, there's a long section in the book about how families do work with that. And basically most of the parents say your number one uh, focus should be on the child. So don't worry about the other people and what they're thinking because you're never going to see them again. It really doesn't matter. Most of them, I mean, there was a study done by IBCCS that found that um, of a thousand special needs parents that were interviewed, 87% refused to travel, but 93% of those would travel if they knew where to go and what to do, which is another reason I thought it was important to write the book. Right. Um, Yeah. They're afraid that their kids are going to melt down. People are going to think that they're bad parents. People are going to think the kid's a brat when it all is, is, you know, a sensory meltdown. So there are different ways the parents learn to deal with that and uh, have their their child really accept who they are and not put a stigma on it. Yeah. Which I think is very healthy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so I I feel like by taking advantage of the strategies I try to offer, they won't get to the point where they will melt down. And it's really a matter of introducing that child early to the concept of travel and, you know, role playing, reading children's books with their favorite characters in Mm -hmm. travel situations, watching videos of any part of the trip ahead of time. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of making the unfamiliar familiar because children crave routine and predictability. And there's Mm -hmm. nothing that takes you out of your comfort zone more than travel. Like you mentioned, those are good, helpful hints for anybody. I don't like to go to places where there's a lot of people. And especially places that are unfamiliar. So, you know, applying some of those to my situation would absolutely be helpful. Thanks to technology now, you can preview any aspect of that trip ahead of time. Yeah. And also, 
I believe with small children in doing um, mini experiences, providing them with mini experiences. So instead of going and spending thousands on a hotel room for a week, mm -hmm. why not go to a friend's house or a relative's house for one night, mm -hmm. have them sleep in a room that's not theirs and see mm -hmm. where the triggers are. Cause you'll see right away whether you should be bringing your own sheets and blankets with the familiar textures and smells of home with you. You may have to bring toiletries from home because your children is used to the smell of them. Yeah. So anything like that, even bringing a fan so you don't hear any noise from the hallway. Yeah, right. Those are really good pieces of advice. I would never have thought of that. I've been like, why aren't you going to sleep? You know, and they're freaking out. And oh, because the cover doesn't feel like they're covered from home. You know, <laughs> I yeah. would have learned that one the hard way. <laughs> yeah. And here you can try it out for free. Yeah, at a friend's house, and then you'll know. So there are different tips for previewing camping yeah. trips, for previewing airports, for uh -huh. previewing just touring. You know, yeah. a trip to a zoo or an aquarium and calling it a tour can, if they have a good experience, it's something that you can create a good frame of reference for right. the next time when you actually do go on a tour. Exactly. Yeah, that's so awesome. So now who were some of the experts that you talked to when you were researching the book? Dr. Tony Atwood, who's out of um, Australia and also Scotland, and he's very well known in the in autism circles. Mm -hmm. Dr. Ellen Littman, who's written a number of books on children and adults, mostly women with ADHD, mm -hmm. very well known and respected. And I spoke to organizations that specialize in autism and ADHD and even Tourette's mm -hmm. and borderline personality disorder, anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, you know, and I, I spoke to a number of the resorts and uh, the accreditation services. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when you read the book, mostly uh, also the people who are experts in travel. So if you don't want to organize these trips, go to a certified autism travel professional because they've had the training to do it. And I list them all at the end. Everybody I interviewed, I do a bio at the end of the book right. and I list where you can find them. Wow. That's awesome, Dawn. I mean, I didn't even know there was travel agents that, you know, were certified for you know, people on ASD spectrum or whatever. It just blows my mind that sometimes there's not enough information and sometimes there's a lots of information, but we just need someone to go out there and get it and put it all together for us. And that's what you've done. You've actually, yeah. you know, done all of that. And you said the book comes out in August. It's a, it's out in August. It's available for pre-order now, either in hardcover or uh -huh. uh, the ebook or the uh -huh. audio or, or the audio book. So anybody can pre-order it now. You can go to any bookstore website and order it online. You can go to Amazon or uh, uh -huh. Barnes and Noble or anybody. But I also ask people to go and ask their libraries to stock it so that if somebody can't afford it, they still have access to it. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm also, I'm also backing up the book, you know, supporting the book on my website, travelingdifferent.com, because things change, accreditations change, more information comes out. And mm -hmm. the book had a finite end where I had to stop writing it and hand it to the editor. <laughs> and I kept making changes up until the day it went to the publisher. And I was like, don't mind me. So I said, the only way I could really live with myself is to be able to update it somewhere. <laughs> so I'm updating it on the blog that's part of travelingdifferent.com. Oh, okay. I'll make sure I put that on the show notes. Pretty soon you'll have like a whole encyclopedia of <laughs> just <laughs> hope so. Just, 
the subject for people to peruse. Yeah, I do try to be thorough. Yes, yes. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, before we close out, I did pre-order the book, but I also got your other book. <laughs> and oh, which other book was that? Because I have uh, saving, saving Grace. Oh, okay. Yeah, I write fiction, so that was that was um, my last thriller. Yeah. Did yeah. you read it yet? Not yet. I just got okay. it a few days ago, so I am well, going to you. be reading it. Yeah. That's actually gotten, that's got over 920 reviews. So that's done really well for me. And I, I hope yeah. you enjoy it. Yeah. I'm sure I will. <laughs> but I really enjoy talking to people who write these, you know, different books. And now that I've got to talk to you, I can totally see you being in a psychological thriller. So <laughs> <laughs> you seem very odd, Dawn. You seem very psychotic. I can see where you wrote them. <laughs> I bet your husband would agree with me. <laughs> well, you know, the saving grace, the idea behind saving grace was that he asked me about my inheritance. Uh -huh. and my father's not dead yet. And so that's what happens to the main character in the book. She says, once her, she's afraid that once she, her father dies, her husband's going to kill her for the inheritance. But she's not sure that what she's seeing is true because she's been diagnosed as a paranoid. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Dawn, stop it. <laughs> so now my husband can't kill me because everyone will suspect him. <laughs> well, they would suspect him anyway, because they always start with the, you know, the spouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now he won't do it because I've revealed the plot. It was sort of a meta thing. <laughs> You're a mess. <laughs> That's why I can't wait to talk to you because you're so fun to talk to. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just glad that you didn't let being a parent bulldoze you over <laughs> with its challenges. You know, yeah. you decided to make the best of it and be better for it and then realize that there's a need and you took the time out to fill that need. So I just love that about you. And before we go, do you have any one last thoughts you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah, a couple of things. One is to, I list places in my book, but do your due diligence and check. I give you the phone numbers and the mm -hmm. URLs. Make sure that the place is, if just because something's autism friendly, make sure it'll work for your child and make sure it, it find out what the certifications mean and if it's mm -hmm. the right place for you. If one thing doesn't work, try another because this is all trial and error. Mm -hmm. And if you find that something that I've listed, you've had a different experience with, or you found a place that I didn't list or a strategy that I did not include, my email address is in the book and it's on my website. Mm -hmm. Write to me. If I've opened up the world to you in any way, write to me and tell me because that's always wonderful to Aww, know. That's sweet. Yeah. yeah. Someone could write to you like, well, we tried this idea, but... It was a fail. <laughs> no, but you know what? A lot of the things that people tried didn't work. And I put them in the book because you should know what works and what doesn't. And mm -hmm. I will put it on the website. I have the blog that backs up the book. And yeah. it might be in a future edition of the book because I see this as a crowdsourcing effort. Right, right. Well, I'm so glad that we got to chat again and have a few laughs. And I am looking forward to the new book. Just because, you know, it's going to be very uh, useful for us and our families. So I have her URL and on here, she's got several here, but the travelingdifferent.com is 
the one with the blog and the travel book information on it. So yes. thank you, Don. And I hope you have a wonderful evening. And I hope that we get to talk again soon. I hope so too. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs>